Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. The holidays are officially here. Good and bad comes along with that. I'm not being negative. There's a lot of joy in the holidays, but sometimes some of us look at it as a challenge with relationships, being around people that we're forced to be with that maybe we're not so fond of for many different reasons, or you just don't want to deal with the holidays. And there's reasons behind that too. We're going to look at that, how to navigate through the holiday season with a professional and personal growth coach. And she helps people all the time with strategies and consulting. And she's back with us. Corinne Greenspan is on the program. Hey, how you doing? I'm great cold today, but I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, so funny you should say that because I am oh about five hours away from heading into New York City mm-hmm. and for the first time ever watching the big tree being lit and wow. I it's gonna be cold. <laughs> Just like yeah, that. yeah, it's like icy. I don't know. I'm in Toronto, so I mean watching the tree lit, I'm sure it makes it it may be cold as well. It's actually our first cold, cold day here and it's like I got the chill in my bones today. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Honestly, the same thing in the New York area. And I'm even wondering, like, what do I bring? Because I, I can't, like, you know, carry a backpack of, you know, extra clothes. So it's like, all right. And it's been since last winter dressing. So I'm like, all right, what do I bring? I can layer that. Those gloves should work. Got a scarf. Got this. Got that. Um, but at the very least, I'll just duck into a restaurant <laughs> and hang out. That's all good, too. Yeah. Right? That's it. That's all you got to do. It's funny we should talk about this because the holidays being here, I I am going with a bunch of friends, actually uh, a handful of friends, and it's a a limo bus and a bunch of people that I'm sure I don't know. Uh, I'm not going with a significant other, you know. I'm I'm in a relationship, but and it's great. She has to work, so she can't uh, meet the bus at the time we need to. But I'm good. Like it's and she's fine. So I have a great time, and I'm I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. In a past life, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to the city and it's a tree and it's festive and I should be with somebody. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> it's all good. Mm. Yeah. Just a different way to look at it. But in in the holiday season, there's lots of things to look at, you know, especially the relationships. Like we're forced to be around people that maybe we have challenges with. What are your first thoughts there? Let's say there's a, a relative or somebody in a group and you're forced to be with them in the same room, dinner, whatever it might be. How do you suggest even dealing with situations like that? Mm-hmm. Rampant with this, you know, we yeah. have to deal with in-laws. We have to deal with family members who maybe we're not getting on with or we wish we could get on with or everything you just suggested in between. And, you know, rule of thumb for this stuff is take care of yourself before you get into that situation and know what you need to get through it. So when there is the anticipation of a confrontation, what's your your suggestion? Like the real, the real deal. I know yeah. they're going to be there. I don't agree with their, let's say, political views. I think they're toxic. That's just my opinion. Maybe others don't agree, but I just don't want to be around them. Is it you just remain silent? Do you walk out of the room? How would, how would you handle situations like that? Right. So great question. Same response, but I'm going to go a little deeper. Be prepared. So when we're in these mm. kinds of environments, we don't always get to walk out of the room. We don't always want to leave. And generally, the general rule of thumb or desire is to be amicable at best. 
So what's really good to do, the first thing you can do is be aware that this is going to happen. And if something triggers you, take a deep breath for three seconds. In the moment, you don't have to respond right away, by the way. So that's the first thing is take a deep breath and center yourself. Hmm. I love what you said there. I love what you said there because the visualization works for me in every situation. I put myself there before I get there. Like even look, last week I had to go to a, uh, well, I don't want to say I had to go. I, I, I look forward to going to a fundraiser because uh, I get to just see a bunch of people I haven't seen before, support an organization. I visualize what it's going to be like before I get there, who I might see, what the vibe is going to be, what people will be wearing, what I should be wearing, uh, how I'm going to deal, let's say, if you know, I don't know anybody. You know, I'm, I'm uncomfortable just walking up and just kind of talking. I, I, I picture it before it even happens, and I feel like maybe 30% of it, I'm, I'm manifesting how it's going to go, and the rest of it, I feel prepared not for, for anything that should happen. That's really wonderful. You know, so you've found, a, what you've done is you've found a strategy that works for you to get you into the room and feeling good about it. And as we had just mentioned before, you've, you've done that, Steve, which so many people have to learn how to do so, which is prepare yourself for the environment that may or may not make you feel uncomfortable. So you've found a strategy that works for you. And the whole goal with going into whether it's professional environments or personal family relationship environments is to find that strategy that works. And it is very personal because that one works for me. Just right. even going in, like I said, to, on, on the bus to see the, the tree in New York City later on today. I've already pictured it. I already know some of the people are going to be there, what we're going to be wearing, um, the dynamics, um, you know, some people may want to go to a restaurant. Some people may just want to go to a cafe quick or whatever. Um, so I'm anticipating that. And I, I, it makes me comfortable. It's like, all right, good. I got that. Um, that's so interesting. What a, what a, that's, I find that so interesting. Wow. I love that. Maybe I'm weird. <laughs> no, I think it's really great. I mean, no, I think it's, it's really, really great. I would love to discuss that further, but <laughs> we're not going to do that today. But I, I really love that you were that you're able to, to find that safe space for you. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's more of uh, anticipation of what uh, what I'm dealing with. You know, okay, Cindy and her husband are going to be on the bus. They're cool, so I know them. I'm going with Lisa and Dawn, so, you know, I know what they like and what they're into. Um, you know, Todd's the organizer. Lou's going to be on the bus. You know, so I kind of got, I'm already on the bus in my brain. You know, we're already heading into the city. So um, that works for me. But I love your, your breathing exercise. We... We minimize how important it is to take those deep breaths as the reset button when those situations come up, right? Well, yeah, and the reason for that deep breath is if we're responding to ourselves, which are flooding to a trigger, mm-hmm. you're not responding from a place of being feeling grounded. Whereas if you take that few seconds to diffuse your own nervous system or feelings of being flooded or reaction, you can respond from a place of, calmer, if not, if not, then calm. And that right away in the moment is a much more positive, strong way to be operating from. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and I'm, I'm the first one to forget to breathe, but when I do it, wow. Like you just realize like, oh, that felt good. It may take you a couple of seconds, but it's like, ah, all right. It, I, I call a reset button, like on a computer. You hit the reset, and it's like, all right, fresh start here. 
with the there's holidays, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So there's a few things that actually happen when we take this pause. Tell us. So when we don't respond right away to a trigger, we create space for the other person to correct. Say that, say that again. I want to I process that even deeper. Yeah. So when we take a few seconds to breathe, what happens is, is we create space for the other person to correct. If they were the one that kind of, you know, were, tips the point, right? So in by doing that, perhaps, Something that could happen is the person would say, oh, my goodness, I didn't mean for it to come across that way, let's say. Or, or the conversation will change, and you won't have to respond to whatever that trigger was. So you're already creating space for a positive outcome hmm. by taking that breath. Interesting. And I've even heard and read recently that in a conversation, any type of conversation, it's okay to take an extra second before you respond. Sometimes it's even more effective because a lot of us will just, you know, come to the next thing, come to the next thing, say something else. But you just create that that space, like you just said, where magic can sometimes happen. Magic can happen. It's, it's a step towards your own, you know, self-understanding, right? And also how you want to show up in the world. So it's like, do you want to be someone, which happens all the time, and there's a lot of work that goes into this, like, who is constantly responding to everything you don't like from a reactive place. Yeah. Or do you, or big, or I love good, like, or (laughs) do you want to be able to be somebody who's able to compose their emotional landscape, take a moment and then respond from a, from a place of logic and heart connection, which you get to do in that space or at least take a step towards acting from that place. Love your viewpoint there, and especially the reactive space. We all take it from a reactive space. It's almost a defensive space when when we're in those situations, triggered, maybe not, but just challenging situations. And it's it's okay to not answer. <laughs> you you're answering by not answering. If somebody says to you, let's say at a party and a holiday party, and you don't agree with somebody and their views. And it's happened before, and you're just not... They got a political view. I don't do politics, by the way. I'm just using it as an example. Yeah, for sure. You don't agree with their political standpoint, and they throw it out there again. Just don't say anything. You just don't say anything. It's very powerful, and it's not powerful in a, a need to have power over someone. Mm-hmm. It's, self, it's self-contained power. Yeah. It's, self, it's self-awareness, and you know the person who's quiet kind of gets a little more wiggle room in that space. And it, it takes like an act of confidence to kind of let the air linger when something, when maybe somebody else put their foot in it or maybe somebody, something happened. There's some confidence attached to that too. Mm, totally agree. And even, and that, by the way, I believe it also applies to texts and emails. hundred percent. Especially yeah. in the workplace too. I'm just going to swing it to the professional side for a moment. Because we're all so easily attached to each other, you know, it used to be work, you go to work, you have the email, you know, now we have our phones, obviously. We know this. So the works get in touch all the time and whatever. You do not have to respond in the moment. And if you do respond in the moment, you're teaching people that you will do that. And that is how they can speak to you and what they can expect. Mm. I love that. And... and (laughs) 
Somebody told me, and I can't remember what it is, but there's three things before you send a text or an email. And one of them, is it kind? Is it necessary? And there's something else, uh, a filter that you should go through before you respond to somebody. And by the way, you know, the silence thing, I'm not saying not to respond to somebody, although you don't have to, but less is more. And, you know, so many times in a, a heated exchange with somebody in texts, you're going back and forth and you're trying to point, push your point and your emotion and all of that. Sometimes just a simple reply, I don't agree with you and I think you really should evaluate your decision. Period. Done. Finished. Move on. That says way uh-huh. more. Than- it says so much. Sorry, please keep going. Yeah, it does. And we always want to blah, 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 but this, blah, 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 blah. No, just just let it go. How about the holidays for somebody that has gone through some major challenges? Maybe the loss of somebody, loss of a spouse, family member, um, or a trigger, you know, something maybe from their past yeah. that, you know, the holidays are coming up. It's like, oh, just make, make it make it be January 2nd. Just get it all over with. But you can. So how do you, how do yeah. you deal with that? Yeah, I'm going to cover this, and then I want to go back to that text that you just mentioned because there's sure. something else I want to follow up with. Please. So when we're dealing with grief and pain or trauma, which I personally have, so I've been through this, mm-hmm. um, and especially during the holidays, obviously the, the pain around that is insurmountable. I got you. The, the rule of thumb is to take care of yourself first. Mm. Okay? Yep. And it's, it, the greatest act of love that you can have when you're in pain is to take care of yourself first. So what does that mean? That means through communication. I'm sorry I can't get there this year. You know, I'm happy to be there, but I may have to leave early depending on how I'm feeling. I don't think I can get to that dinner, but I'd love to be able to, you know, bring potluck like everybody else and then I'll have to go. You know, it's it's really securing your own. And that doesn't mean you're isolating and it doesn't mean that you're not talking to people or reaching out because that's something very different that needs to be addressed. You know, these social environments and grief are very, very challenging. So you have to, I can say the same thing again, take care of yourself first. It is the most important thing you can do. Because you know what? There's going to, God willing, next year will be there and you're going to feel different. Next mm-hmm. month will be there, and you can reach out to everybody. Tomorrow will be there, and you can call them then. If you can't, don't. You're awesome. That It's so true. <laughs> it really is what you just Thanks said. For that. Because when you look at the holidays, it's like, oh, God, here it is. It's just another day. It's just another <laughs> Thursday. Just look That's at right. it that way. And I, I've, I've been there. I get it, you know, in my journey. And I'll be honest with you, Thanksgiving, I had plans, and my daughter who lives with me, said, and, and she just wasn't feeling it. And she said, Dad, she texted me from the other room. She said, Dad, can we, like, do our own little Thanksgiving with Chinese food? Aww. And I said, yeah, and uh, how about we watch a holiday movie? And uh, we did. And that was wonderful in itself. But <laughs> the best part with that was afterwards, I sat on the couch and I started back in my gratitude journal and it was great yeah it was great i'm not even kidding it was like ah, i'm so busy i never take the time for any stuff like that ah this is a moment this is good i'm all right this is fantastic 
Yeah. So I think we also put the expectations on ourselves that we have to do certain things, but no, we really don't. No. And, and who cares what anybody thinks? Those who love you are going to support you. And those who understand where you're at and those who want to be there and support you and want good things for you will want to support you. And, yeah. I, and anybody who is forcing you to do an, an event or a holiday and for whatever reason you cannot, it doesn't mean that they want bad things for you, but they are thinking about themselves first. And I advise everybody to do the same, meaning think of yourself first, too. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's funny you should say that because a lot of times people will unknowingly guilt you into coming to an event or whatever it might be. And maybe, you know, maybe they do want you there. Sure. Um, But there's there's an element of guilt. And I've even had a conversation with somebody who I'm close with who lost a spouse two years ago and had to go to uh, Thanksgiving with her her mother-in-law. Our relationship is okay. And I was on the phone with her Thanksgiving morning. You know, I was, I was playing Corinne. Uh, <laughs> coaching away. <laughs> coaching away for like yeah. a, an hour and a half about it and just going, looking at all sides of it. And I said, if you need to, and, and her daughters had to go and they had concerns about going too. They kind of weren't feeling it. One daughter just started driving. I said, then take two cars. And if you need to go, then you go. It's okay. It's you. Uh, if if you're not feeling it, that's okay too. Uh, maybe just out of respect, stop by. You don't have to stay. There's lots of different options here. She wound up going for a few hours, and it turned out it turned from, from what she said turned out great. It was no issues whatsoever. Oh, that's great. That's but, really you know it's good when it works out. It was the anticipation of it though, and also I'm sure what she's going to feel, and that's you know I think that's maybe even half of it, like. You know, even going to the doctor and you're having a procedure, well, what if, what if I, I pass out or what if, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? I think the anticipation for these situations is, is just as challenging, right? It's so funny. So first of all, I'm sure that our, so yes, to answer your question, yes. And, you know, I think you're right in the sense that, that like, let's say that hour and a half conversation you had with her. I have this with clients all the time. You know, there's, you gave her so much in that time. Because whatever it was that she needed, she needed to process. And she needed to perhaps have her own checklist or her own, like, you know how you restarted the call with you, like, I visualized, right? Hmm. You know, and, and she needed maybe to prepare through conversation or just to talk about it or find her way out and have suggestions, right? So it's, it doesn't have to be. So I love that you brought this up like this because there's always options. You know, it doesn't have to be a yes or a no. There's. So there's A to Z in between, and find somebody that you can talk to and figure out what that may be for you, mm. you know. And again, to go back to the start of the conversation, like, have what you need prepared. So maybe she needed to take two cars and know that she could leave any time. That was her knowing in her mind what she needed. So she was able to get there and, and be there in the place that was right for her. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have an out. <laughs> so. Right? And it's a very, by the way, that's like a huge tactic is like just go and leave. And I know a ton, I do this all the time, by the way, too. I'm a big shower upper. And then I'm like, okay, well, it's time to go now. And you say goodbye and you go. Like, people just want to see you there. Yeah. Right? Well, and you know, it's funny. If you have to, then you do. It's funny you used to say that because the same person, we joke about this, the difference between what's known as uh, uh, an Irish goodbye or an Italian goodbye. 
So the Irish goodbye is you just slip out. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the Italian goodbye takes you like four hours to say goodbye. You got to kiss everybody. You know, it's all good. Um, but, That's so funny. <laughs> you know, it's even funnier when you have one partner who does the Irish goodbye and the other one who wants the Italian goodbye. Oh, That's yeah. a big bone of contention to deal with, actually. I've had this happen before. It, it can also be a little bit of an interesting situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, been in the same situation. And it's also, too, the cue. Like you're at the event right? and you want to leave. So, all right, I'm going to give you the look or like, you know, just throw something at you like we need to go now. Uh, but it's always that other person just taking that time. See, they, cause you know what? They don't want to go. <laughs> They're not ready to go. They love the social interaction or my favorite. This is like one that was like, this is a big moment for myself and my part. So we were at a wedding and he was, I was like, okay, so, so we decided like 1230 was, we were going to go. And I was like, my feet were sore. Like, it was just like I had had enough, but I was like, okay, 1230, I can do it. 1230 came, and we weren't out the door yet. And it was like, <laughs> it became like a moment of like understanding between us and how to navigate these things. But mm. they definitely have to be navigated. It all comes down to communication. And then after that, that situation, then it's the, it's the conversation of, okay, I know you want to stay. I like to just leave quickly respectfully but quickly um if you want to stay how about we do the 15 minute window you have 15 minutes to wrap it up and then and we go with that the 15 and we good and just so there's the expectations you got to set the expectations you know with the you relationship gotta set the, yeah you have to set the expectation you know and i these are the moments though like in ourselves when we're dealing with our grief and learning how to navigate the holidays let's say or we're dealing with our partners and dealing with different styles of how to, you know, leave a party or dealing with our careers in our profession and we're learning how to respond to text and email in a timely fashion that works for us and, and, or, and period. What happens is these are all things that are learning moments and how we learn how to elevate ourselves. And the opportunity is to step closer to yourself so you can be the best for everybody around you. Yeah, but... You know what? Before you even get there, I imagine you have to figure yourself out, too. Oh, yeah. You do, and you have to want to. And, there's a, you know, sometimes you uncover, like, this happens in coaching. You get with clients, and a lot of things get uncovered. Like, coaching's a lot of work, and you have to be prepared to kind of dig in and confront some things of yourself that you don't necessarily want to. Mm. So a client will confront something, or something will get kicked up, you don't hear from them for a little while because they have to like really digest what they just learned about themselves, you know, and, and that is the work of that happens when we're coaching. So to your point, you have to want to be able to do that and see it and put that, get to that place of self work so you can be the best for everybody around you. You're yeah. completely correct. And, and just realizing what, what, what's going on. I mean, it's, yeah, it, we go through life on autopilot most of the time. So we really don't even know, who we are and what we really want. Yeah, it's 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 deep inside of us, but we don't really put the uh, the microscope on it and really bring it to light because it's like, oh, got to do another day, got to go to work again, got to got to do this, do that. Um, but I feel that that's that is the real benefit when coaching is there because then you have somebody presenting it to you. <laughs> you know, really, because somebody presenting it to you outside of life because these moments that you're speaking about, Steve, like those are the moments that show us who we are. So if we just blow past through them, how can we grow? 
And if we're just on autopilot, because these moments keep happening for a reason, I really believe this. Yeah. It's because, like, we, like, the self, the DNA of the self is designed to grow and to change and to evolve and to, like, learn. And so these moments are, like, built into the design of life. And, you know, if, we, if like, we can blow past them, sure, if we want and live on auto, or we can take that time and be in the moment and really understanding because that moment is serving you in some way and it's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. Interesting. And I'm a firm believer in things happen for a reason. I know it's a cliche, but it's, it's, it is what I believe. I think it's, it, it, it's happening for a reason. Um, but sometimes I don't even view those moments like these where you're confronted leaving a party. Um, it, it really does show who you are, how you do it, how you interact with somebody else, uh, even your partner at the party dealing with that dynamic um, interesting that you bring that up. Never thought of it that way, but it's, it, hmm. there, there's all a lesson. It's all a lesson that's going on here. Yeah, hmm. it is all a lesson. And I, I think it's like, it's, it's pretty not to wax like <laughs> weird about it. I think it's pretty special. I think this is a gift that we get to have as human beings. Interesting. You, yeah. You know, and, and there's something pretty magnificent about it. If you look at it as a gift, it's a whole different way of looking at it. Mm. Interesting. You say that I, I see it that way too, actually. Yes. Well said. And I'm talking about every moment, not just, you know, those special moments or those challenging moments, but every moment, no matter what it is, there's, there's something there. If you can look at it through that lens, maybe you'll get something from it. I mean, I was walking with my, my, I have a very large puppy. He just kept growing and he's not done yet. Mm. We were in the forest the other day and we like, we, we almost stepped on a hawk, God forbid, but, or an eagle with like a mouse in its talon, and it, I almost put my foot right on it, and it flew right in front of us, and it, the wigspan was just, like, six feet. It was majestic. Wow. You know, like, moments like this don't just happen. And it is important for us to take the time and just understand that it's there for a reason, to shake you up, make you think differently, make you reassess yourself, make you see how you can help somebody, make you see how maybe you have to confront somebody. It doesn't always have to be this positive thing. But these moments are essential, and they are part of the design of, of why we exist in, in the world that we do. And that eagle moment, you'll never forget it. Never. No. I, I actually shed a tear. Like, I actually was like, oh, my God, Lenny. Of course, I talked to my dog about it, and he talked to me about it. But no, I'm kidding. But, like, I actually, like, shed a tear. Like, it was, it was unreal. Yeah. And, I, you know, I even go deeper. Like, that, 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 is, that was a special moment that doesn't happen often. Maybe there's symbolism there. I don't know what. Maybe I'd Google it. You know, what is it? What is oh. it? Right? For, there was a deep dive <laughs> oh, okay. into like eagle, you know, like a red tail. And, and like, so yes. So yes. It, it's always, this, you, we, we can always go deeper. And we don't always have to because we don't always have to dive so deep into everything. That's a lot. Yeah. But moments are essential and deeper work is required in order to get to the next depth in ourselves so we again it all goes back so we can be our best selves for the world around us that's the entire reason for all of it in my opinion and side note i'm sure you didn't get a picture of it because it happened so fast but i don't want to see a picture of it because you describing it and your enthusiasm and emotion coming from that will blow any picture away so what a what a wonderful thing to say wow it's the truth 
Put the cameras away. Put your phone away. I was at a I was at a concert uh, two weeks ago with my sister. I have a twin sister. We don't get you know she lives uh, yeah like an hour and a half away, so we don't get together that often. And I'm watching it, and she's like, "Hey, can you can you just do video because mine is all glary?" And I looked at her. And I said, "No, I'm not. That's right. I love you. I'm not going to do it." I'm not. I said, I deal in audiovisual all day long. I want to sit here and enjoy the concert. And I hope you respect that. And she sent me a text the other day, the day after. And she goes, wow, you never spoke to me like that. And I respect that. Like you put up a boundary and I, and you're right. I did. <laughs> she, 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 like, she, I don't know why you want video. Use your mind. Your mind is going to, it's powerful. It'll be better than any video. Um, and that's, I, that's so beautiful and so true. And, and she used a special word. You put up a boundary and she said, wow, I yeah. respected it. Well, I, I never do like that because I want to, you know, I uh, please everybody. But I was sitting there and I just needed my moment. You know, I was just, I was just watching, enjoying, but uh, we're out of time. <laughs> wow. Like, look at that. It, it went fast, went really fast today. It always does, though. It it's did. It's great speaking it, with you. You too. And, and lots to, uh, lots to take away, especially not just the holidays, but life in general. Uh, Corinne, if somebody wants to connect with you, how do they do that? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I, you can find my account is under Corinne, K-O-R-Y-N, Greenspan on LinkedIn, or my uh, website is the same thing with K-O-R-Y-N, Greenspan.com. Well, you're in Canada, and I'm heading to a cold city tonight. Can I borrow a scarf? I don't think I have one. Always great talking with you, and I uh, look forward next time we do. Me as well. Take care. Have a good one. You too. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.